This is the Positive EQ Perspective, where you'll find a more positive outlook on life by developing your emotional intelligence. My name is Kirsty Gwynn. I'm a coaching psychologist and speaker, and I'm passionate about helping people to experience more calm, contentment, and joy every day. I discovered positive psychology about six years ago now, and my life has never been the same since. It ultimately led to me starting my dream business, Positive EQ, and of course, you're listening to the Positive EQ Perspective right now. And so when I was thinking about what to talk about in this episode, I decided that it might be interesting to share exactly where Positive EQ all began and kind of how we, or how I got here um, doing what I'm doing today, sharing the tools and techniques and emotional intelligence skills that I'm so passionate about with you and with countless others. So let's go back a number of years, all the way back to when I was in high school, and I decided that I wanted to be a psychologist. I always had an interest in people. I can see that going back you know, my, <laughs> my entire life. Um, I always loved writing fiction, so writing stories, and even that was really grounded in this fascination with people and what makes our life mean our lives meaningful and how can we make sense of the experiences that happen to us and it was only kind of right, at, right at the end of my high school career that I decided that the route I wanted to pursue was a psychologist I really wanted to empower people to be able to feel happier and I felt deeply that knowing how to manage our emotions right knowing how to deal effectively with the things that happen to us or happen within our lives the good moments the hard moments the dark the light I believe that that can make all the difference and so the only real avenue that I saw in order to help people to feel happier was studying traditional psychology. Now, you may have already heard me mention or noticed that right at the start of this podcast, I used the term positive psychology. Now, often when I use that term, people will kind of frown at me and say positive psychology as opposed to negative psychology. And so I am going to talk about that a little bit later. But just for now, understanding that I decided, okay, psychologist is the route that I want to pursue. So I imagine myself um, going into counseling, kind of helping people to work through different problems. But the the goal for me was always about understanding ourselves better and learning to manage our emotions better, to shift our own perspective and be able to feel happier and more effective. So I moved to Cape Town from Johannesburg and I studied my undergraduate in psychology and English literature, hence the, the writing and reading interest too. And I then, after, after studying that for three years, I went on to do my honours in counselling. And I decided to do that part-time through the University of South Africa. And I chose to do it part-time because I really wanted to focus on getting some practical experience, of course, very important for ultimately um, doing my master's and becoming a psychologist and so I moved to Joburg back to Johannesburg to uh, to start a lay counseling program where I would be uh, trained to you know actually begin 
counseling people and kind of get that experience alongside my studies that I was already doing. And I was really, really looking forward to that because when I was studying my my undergrad, I I was always so interested in it. I loved what I was learning. Um, I really always had an interest in you know what makes us happy and what makes us well. And but I, I longed for this practical aspect to actually be able to be working with people. And I had felt kind of frustrated <laughs> that it was taking, you know, that I that I it was something that I wanted to do right from the start. And of course, um, I was impatient to be able to begin. So I felt very excited about being able to actually be in front of people doing the real work that I had gone into this for uh, at the end of the day. So over the course of that year, alongside my studies, I was I was um, doing the the training program. There's a lot of also personal growth, of course, because we we look at our own stuff too, and uh, starting to do counselling. And in that same year, I well, I I always had, as I said, this interest in how do people be happier, and I particularly had this interest in this term emotional intelligence, right? And I really wanted, I was really drawn towards this kind of more maybe practical side of emotional intelligence, learning to manage our emotions and that learning aspect. And I just felt this desire within me to be able to teach emotional skills and, and teach what I'd learned so far. And I, uh, I kind of decided to go online and look at were there any volunteer opportunities? And I came across a really wonderful site that I just think is such a fantastic idea. So the website is called For Good, and it's a South African website. And the founders had wanted to bridge the gap between people who were willing to volunteer specific skill sets and different organizations that were looking for volunteers in that exact skill set. And that really... That idea just spoke to me so much because when I was studying, I remember thinking, you know, I I love to volunteer, but I wanted to volunteer in a psychology-related way. And it seemed very difficult to find uh, specific opportunities like that. And it always frustrated me because I thought, there must be so many people who want help with that. And For Good was was enabling organizations to ask specific for specific skills and help in specific areas but also enabling people to say you know this is the kind of specific kind of skill set that I have to offer you know would would anyone need that that skill and I on a whim decided to put a notice on that online board just a notice saying that I would love to run an emotional intelligence program with teenagers. It was kind of one of those things that you put out there and you hope, is this ever going to happen? And I put it up and I think I pretty much forgot that I'd, I'd done it, you know. And about a month later, a woman called Rihanna Robinson reached out to me and said, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And so I got this phone call and she said, let's meet for coffee. And I went and met her for coffee. I still remember it so clearly. And Rihanna told me about her absolutely phenomenal charity called Ripple Reading. I highly recommend that you look it up. It is just a wonderful model. 
so Rihanna was aiming to kind of overcome the literacy problem in South Africa and identifying children that needed help learning to read. And she was bringing together retired teachers who hadn't wanted to retire um, but could no longer work in state schools after a certain age and pairing them with education students that wanted experience teaching um, to work with these children that needed help learning to read. And their model is, is highly successful and it's absolutely wonderful. But Nariana had obviously been running this organization for a number of years and she had worked with a number of students and, and formed relationships with some students that were then now in high school. And she had formed what she called the, Rise, the Rising Stars program. And she was supporting these girls that she had managed to secure them bursaries at some really good private schools. But they often you know, needed some more emotional support because they were dealing with a lot at home or a lot of additional pressure, right? And uh, traveling sometimes even two, three hours one way from school. And Rihanna was struggling to... Well, she said to me that she was unable to kind of handle the responsibilities of ripple reading and be there for these girls as much as for these young women as much as she would have liked to. And when she saw my ad, she thought, okay, this is um, possibly someone that can can assist. And I feel so privileged that Rihanna, um, you know, took a chance on me and offered me the opportunity to then run these emotional intelligence and leadership camps with these incredible young women um, who I just, I have, you know, care so much about and, and feel so connected to because this was really the, it was also really the birthplace of my passion for doing what I do. So she tasked me with putting together some camps, right, that I would, um, we would be away with the girls for uh, three nights and learning different skills uh, around managing your emotions and, uh, and things like that, personal development and so on. So I was very, very excited about this. And in preparation for the camps, I kind of was reflecting on what I had learned that far in my psychology studies. And I didn't feel despite having studied for three years of my undergrad and I was already um, a year and a few months into my honours in counselling, I didn't feel that I had that many specific practical tools. And when it came to kind of putting this camp together, I wanted to I wanted it to be very practical. I wanted these young women to be able to take what they had learned into their own lives and apply it even, you know, when we weren't all the way together, when we when all the support wasn't necessarily there. And so I ended up taking some online courses and I stumbled across um, a wonderful positive psychology course on the website Coursera, as well as a course on teaching character education. And these online courses, they introduced me to this concept of positive psychology, which I had not until that point ever heard of. So positive psychology is the science of happiness, well-being, and resilience. And 
it's called positive psychology because it's only about 21 years old now and prior to that psychology has historically focused on the negative aspects of life the difficult parts of life if we think about it that has simply been the more pressing issue so of course psychology as a field was first created or born out of the fact that there was human suffering and looking at how do we deal with that suffering so Dr. Martin Seligman, who was the president of the American Psychological Association, he was a clinical psychologist, and so operating in this traditional, more negatively focused aspect of psychology. And he was feeling frustrated because he felt that he was able to take his clients from minus five to zero, metaphorically, and he would say, well, okay, my, my work is done. And his clients would often say, but, you know, I might be free from suffering now, but I, I want to be happy. I want to feel joyful. I want to, you know, look forward to my future and what's to come for me. And he felt at a loss of, of what to offer them more than what he had already and one of the thing, things Freud said is the best that we can hope for is to be free from suffering. And so this is really the idea that much of traditional psychology had been born out of. And so it has, has just happened that psychology has not, psychology as usual has not focused on how do we become happier, more joyful, feeling more meaningful, etc. And then positive psychology, when it was founded by Dr. Martin Seligman, was this idea of saying, well, we need to also look at what are the resilient people doing, right? What are the happiest, most optimistic people doing? How are they thinking? How are they coping? And what can we learn from them? And with the birth of positive psychology, this entire other you know, field of how do we go from zero to plus five had exploded with just these lovely tools and techniques on how we can live happier lives. And so that's really what I had stumbled across in these courses. And immediately I was just so excited by what I was learning. Um, in the first course, I, I kind of ended up teaching obviously a lot of things that I had learned in my undergrad. And so I taught some cognitive behavioral therapy techniques and things like that. And by the second course, by the second camp, I taught um, a lot of these positive psychology techniques that I had been learning and had been trying out on myself. And I was just astounded by the effects and, and how they were received by these young women. They were so excited about the tools. Um, the feedback that I got was just so, so positive. And I remember just returning particularly from that second camp, just on such a high, just feeling, you know, this, this was, I just felt so passionate about it and so lucky to be able to do what I was doing. The camps were a big success and that platform of For Good, that website where I had put that notice up and Rihanna Robinson from Ripple Reading had reached out to me 
they grew from strength to strength and ultimately I was lucky enough to be included in the article that was written on them where the title was The Joy That Share, that Sharing Your Knowledge Brings. And that was something um, that I had, uh, that, uh, when I was interviewed about you know, my experience with them, that I had said, um, just to never underestimate the joy that sharing your knowledge brings. And that was just sums up, I think, how I really felt about that whole experience and being able to uh, get into, you know, to have that volunteer opportunity. Now, at the same time as I was thoroughly enjoying what I was doing with Ripple Reading, I was really starting to question the line of work that I was going to in another way. I had I've come through the training, the practical training aspect of the counseling program I was doing, and I was beginning to actually work with people and to be doing lay counseling, and I was really struggling with my own resilience in that it's really struggling to carry the weight of what I was hearing there was a lot of trauma calls um, but even when it wasn't necessarily such an intense issue I was struggling with the kind of lack of practical tools that were used in that approach and I felt that I was in a sense on this roller coaster because I remember some extremely low days that year. I remember sometimes, um, you know, one time just taking a particularly bad counseling call that really, really affected me. I felt so helpless and out of control. And I, I mean, it, it actually took me quite a while to recover from it. I remember for days afterwards, just kind of very being very tearful and unable to sleep and um withdrawing from everyone and so I was really really starting to question do I have what it takes to go into that line of work and also this goal that I've been working towards so far ever since I left school do I want this anymore and as I say, it was a roller coaster because on the other hand, what I was doing with these young women, I would come back just feeling absolutely thrilled. So I felt really, really conflicted, right? I um, only went on like this for quite a while, up and down, loving what I was doing with Ripple Reading, uh, putting so much energy into that and feeling quite, I remember even having quite a sense of dread kind of going to be involved in in counseling and and things like that and um one thing I was particularly struggling with is that I felt often that when it was difficult I there were a lot of support systems in place so the organization was wonderful at kind of having debriefing and uh you know counselor support groups where we could go and talk about any difficult difficult calls get support for ourselves etc and but they didn't have resilience training what I found is that I kept falling apart and then kind of having to have someone put me back together but I didn't I didn't have any ways to kind of support myself um in not falling apart in the first place if that makes sense 
So there were so many parts of the counselling model that I really, really loved. We had learned, um, we came from a person-centred approach, which is um, Rogerian, so from psychologist Carl Rogers, and I absolutely love his approach. And in fact, turns out that positive psychology really comes out from the um, comes from the Rogerian approach too. So it does very much embody that. So I love this idea um, of the person as the expert on their own, on their own life and unconditional positive regard. So just respecting and valuing and, and you know accepting that person no matter what. But there were times when I was counseling and it was happening more and more where I felt that it was incredibly valuable to listen and reflect as as we were trained to do. But times where I also really wanted to supply the person with some tools and that was not something that we were able to do in that model. Um, I remember one particular call when uh, someone said to me, you know, crying, just just tell me what to do, just tell me what to do. And um, although ultimately we, we're the only ones that can kind of take ourselves towards a solution that feels right for us, I do believe that it's incredibly useful to have different tools to know how to calm ourselves down, how to motivate motivate ourselves, how even to work out what we want, what our next step should be. And my view now is that therapy or counseling is a tool in itself. It's an incredible tool that helps us to gain insight and work through things in a supportive space. Um, And I also think that there's very much a space for having practical tools Right. And we can think of this as almost the difference between, you know, we can probably all acknowledge that there's definitely a space for mindfulness um, as well as therapy at times. So I was at this point where I was just feeling so, so conflicted about what I wanted. And I remember one particular week I had I had done a I think I'd done a camp that weekend and come back so happy about it and then kind of had a counseling session and come back feeling so drained and full of dread about the next time that I had to do that and I had a really tearful discussion with my now husband questioning where I was going right and just admitting to him which was so hard to admit to myself that what if I don't want it anymore this thing that I've been working towards what if I I, you know, it's not right for me to become a counselling psychologist. What next? Right? What then? And you know how sometimes when you admit something to yourself or you face those feelings that everything can just become clearer. I don't know if you've had that before. You finally allow yourself to feel it and it's it's actually freeing. Well, I ended up having one of those <laughs> epiphany kind of moments I actually went to sleep feeling quite drained and and exhausted and upset. And I woke up at 4 a.m. in kind of crystal clear clarity, just thinking, you know, why not do what I'm doing with these young women? Running these, not necessarily camps, but teaching people these amazing skills that 
that I've learned and that had really contributed to such a personal transformation, right? Because while I'd been teaching these skills to these young women, I'd really also been always trying them out of myself first. I had started meditating and practicing mindfulness for the first time, which was something that I had never even thought about doing before. I had taken the strength survey that I now use with every single coaching client that I have. And so I really understood what personally energized and motivated me. And I was able to use that to be, to feel more motivated in anything that I did. I was, I was, you know, just so excited and transformed by the many different things that I was learning and I couldn't get enough of it. I was suddenly reading positive psychology books and uh, just developing this passion through my own personal transformation. And what was particularly salient for me is that a couple of years before I had really, really struggled with my mental health. And I, it was so, it was so, I felt so helpless at that time because I remember thinking, if I've studied by that point three years in psychology and I don't even know what to do to help myself feel better, clearly there's nothing I can do. I remember thinking that and just feeling so, so stuck. And here were all these practical things that I could try and figure out, you know, is this one right for me? Does that one work for me? And just, it was completely changing my my own perspective and my own happiness. I was feeling so much happier, more joyful, more optimistic about the future and more in control that it was just, you know, like a, I just wanted to share this with other people. And so I kind of overnight decided I actually wanted to change paths. And I started positive EQ right just I think about six weeks later it was kind of at the point when I had that realization it was the end of the year and I think that was part of what why why I faced that feeling you know thinking am I going into another year like is this what I want to pursue and so in the January I started my company positive EQ and it was initially um focused on on teenagers right that's where I wanted to focus given that that's where I had come from and I did some work with some again so wonderful um school called Sparrow Schools and then with Rise Academy also just a a brilliant um entrepreneurship training academy for teenagers and I did kind of group programs and then I also um I, I did some radio interviews and ended up getting some interest from not only teenagers, but also also adults. I started to do one-on-one coaching programs and things like that. And just, it just felt so right. I just absolutely loved what I did. And I, I still do to this day. I actually ended up also going back to that same counseling center that I had done and sharing with them about how I had struggled with my own resilience and Having by that point learned so much more, I had also kind of looked into resilience. I was able to pinpoint a lot of things that I I could have done better to support myself that I hadn't known about before. And they actually invited me to do a resilience training for the new cohort of counsellors, which was just really such an honour. 
And then ultimately, you know, still wanted to become a psychologist, but in a different form, kind of focusing on this positive psychology. So I ended up in 2017, early 2017, moving to the UK to study my master's degree in applied positive psychology and coaching psychology, which would ultimately make me a coaching psychologist, which is where I am today. And um, at that time, so again, kind of as I was studying and continuing forward, working with coaching clients, doing workshops, corporate trainings, and um, I do now a lot of work with Mind, which is the largest mental health charity in the UK in Hertfordshire to design and deliver courses, do workplace trainings, etc. And I absolutely love the work that I do. So my goal ever since you know, I was a, a teenager has really been to help people to be able to feel more, con- more in control of the way that they feel to help people to change perspective on their lives. I feel that there's really nothing more powerful than being able to manage your thoughts and feelings better. There's nothing more empowering than that, right? How you feel affects everything that you do, from your relationships to your work, to your ability to just have fun and find joy in the littlest moments. And I feel so privileged that that is what I get to do today. So where Positive EQ is right now is that I absolutely love working with my coaching clients one-on-one to have that individual support. I love delivering courses, which I do on behalf of Adventure Mind Network. And then I also do some workshops um, under Positive EQ and corporate trainings and courses. Um, I also design and develop training and I just absolutely love the variety and here I am now doing a podcast um, talking to you. So thank you so, so much for listening. That's the Positive EQ story and who knows where um, we'll, we'll head next, right? I have lots of big plans for the future, all with this goal of empowering people to feel that they have control over their perspective on life and therefore can feel more calm, more content, and more joyful every day. If you're looking to calm negative thoughts, accept yourself, and live joyfully, then you need my free roadmap to overcome negative thinking. You'll discover seven steps to follow, as well as three mistakes most people make trying to improve their mindset and life that only make things worse. Visit positiveeq.com forward slash free. That's positiveeq.com forward slash free.